You're listening to the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. Now, here's your host, Dean Harris. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. I am your host, Dean Harris. I'm with Crestcore Realty over on Summer Avenue here in Memphis. Thank you guys for tuning in uh, this morning here on Facebook Live. Um, the uh, Crestcore Real Estate Hour, not only you can listen to today live on uh, on our show's Facebook page here, but you can go um, to our YouTube channel and you can check out all of our uh, prior shows, either on the Facebook Live uh, or Facebook page, the Memphis Real Estate Hour, or you can go to the YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube channels, I think, a little bit more in-depth. It's got pretty much everything that we've done on there, so... Uh, you guys can search us and find us on YouTube. Uh, the Crestcore Real Estate Hour guys will concentrate on investing in Memphis and West Tennessee real estate. Uh, we'll focus on all those related topics, uh, and I'll discuss some discuss some local and national investment trends, uh, as well as give you an inside look at what it takes to become an investor here in Memphis, or what it takes to become a bigger and better investor here in Memphis and also in West Tennessee. I remind you guys that every single show, I am an investor. So if you have that old home, you need to sell quickly. Uh, if you know someone that has that old home they need to sell quickly, email me at dean at crestcore.com and I'll get you a cash offer on that home today. I don't care where it is or what condition it's in. Um, just shoot me an email and I'll be happy to uh, get some eyes on it and get you a, get you an offer. Uh, I want to talk just for real, real quick about our uh, brokerage website, crestcorerealty.com. We've launched a new website. Um, it's the same address, of course. It's just a new uh, format. We've updated everything. Um some, some really good features on it. You're going to be able to make offers on that website uh, without having to really contact anybody. Um, it's a streamlined process that can help investors uh, that are nationally and even international. Uh, so if you guys want to go check that out, it's crest, www.crestcorerealty.com. That's just our company name, realty.com, crestcorerealty.com. Um, feel free to go check that out. Brand new format, setups, so, up whole lot of information about myself, my team, um, and then you can see all of our listings. We're up to 93 listings right now, investment properties, so you'll have plenty of options there uh, to check out. And then if you've got any questions, you can shoot me an email, dean at crestcore.com, or you can click the button that says make an offer on the website, and we can we can get that process started for you. So you guys be sure and check that out, www.crestcorerealty.com. Uh, last week on the show, Dan and I talked about DeSoto County. Dan, welcome. Good morning. How are you? Uh, how are you? Good, good. Excited to see that website. It almost became an inside joke for the office. Yeah, it took a little while to get it's it coming going. This week. <laughs> coming this week? It's out. Oh, it's I out. Know. It looks great. It is now out. Um, we're excited about that and to have that part of – It's really, it's a part of our team. It's a team member is the way I've looked at it. Yeah. Um, it's going to help facilitate so many more offers so much quicker for us. Um, so we're really excited about that. You guys check that out. Um, last week, Dan and I talked about DeSoto County, Mississippi, which is uh, just south of Memphis – uh, four good, solid investment pockets. Um, you know, two or three, you know, I guess Horn Lake and South Haven are a little bit better from an investment standpoint than mm -hmm. Olive Branch and, and Hernando, but, uh, DeSoto County topic last week, you guys be sure and go to the YouTube channel and check that out. I've had many investors ask me about it. Uh, we, we've sent that show out to several people this past week. So really good feedback on DeSoto County. Uh, so I encourage you guys to go check that out today. Uh, Dan and I are going to jump right into uh, factors that affect house prices in Memphis and in Jackson. Um, it, we're just going to discuss some things that can that can drive those prices and drive that demand. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then in our second segment today, we're going to talk about uh, the art of negotiations. So that's always a, a, a key, it's a key know, piece to the it's a key piece of the, the puzzle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, 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 I mean I, it was fun doing that kind of research on becoming a good negotiator because there's so much to it. Yes. You know, it's not just go make an offer and go to town. It's there's an art to it, a skill to it. Some people process. are better than others. Some people are better than others. Yeah. So hopefully through that through that this you know episode, I think we might even have to carry over to next week. But yeah, through that, hopefully people will um, realize if that's a strength of theirs and should they rely on others to help with that, and or probably working through you, for example, how best to negotiate a win win. And we'll talk about that. But. Yeah, it's crazy what people will lean on me for. They they either totally lean on me for it. Or they're trying to drive. Or, the whole or they're train. trying to drive yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So, it, it, and it, and sometimes it's good. You know, the driver sometimes is, is driving it in a good way, and sometimes right. they're driving it in a bad way. And yep. I, you know, it, it's something we'll we'll definitely discuss. So let's talk about uh, first. Let's get into factors that affect house <sighs> prices in in Memphis and in Jackson, West Tennessee. Yeah. What are some of the, you know, as we speak and as we talk? I mean, obviously demand is one, but what are some of the other stuff that comes to your mind when we speak about, you know. Uh, well, affected home prices. Yeah, I mean, I think if your population has a change, yeah, that's going to affect the home prices, both good and bad. Yeah. So you know, um, you know, if 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 it's growing in certain areas, the that means you know it's just simple economics. Prices go up because yeah. the supply the supply is lower and demand's higher. Yeah. So um, you know, and Jackson's mid- a growing place. Jackson is a growing place. Yeah. I mean, it's got so much industry. We talked a lot about that last week. Mm-hmm. You know the university area, that's gotten you know more and more demand for for housing. That North Jackson area with all that you know, the shops and stores and office, small office, you know the housing. Everyone wants to kind of be in that area near the near the club and they put a Chick Fil A up Chick-fil-A there. Chick Fil A is right there. That's right. Mean, they, don't, they don't drop those Chick Fil A's down and just anywhere. Yeah, I mean growing growing areas. I mean Midtown, and then go back to Memphis. Midtown to me is one of the areas you really think about that. There is no more land. Yeah, people love Midtown, and and I wish I knew who was behind like Overton Crossing, and you know, then you got Crosstown. My wife and I went to dinner last night at Crosstown really? at uh, Elemento Pizza, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Plug for them, but I mean, it's a, like a little city. It, I've never been over there. Oh, are you serious? Uh, uh-uh. I've driven over there, but I've never been in. Oh, it's worth half a day. Really? Yeah, just seeing the pictures before and after and the transition and. But I mean, people were, you know, there's people reading books, there's people shopping, there's people just walking, there's people, I mean, kid friendly, kid friendly, you know, um, we, uh, we had fun just walking around after, after dinner and stuff. But anyway, Crosstown, Overton Crossing, Cooper Young, Mm -hmm. all that. So there is no more land. So you see people, I mean, tearing down houses now, fixing them up. You're seeing the expansion go as far as like going towards Lamar, remember I'm, Two Bar- years ago, I've always said Lamar is the place <laughs> yeah. to be. Yeah, Jackson Avenue, mm-hmm. hot. You know, going towards that, people are pushing those bar- barriers because those are really cool character houses. Yeah. Um, but what does that mean? It's like from an investor standpoint, it's hard to buy something. You're buying it for appreciation. You're over not, there. You are, which not, is a rare thing here yeah. in Memphis. Yep. One of our clients called last week saying somebody had called him about a 16 unit apartment, nine seventy five rent for one point. Four million dollars or something like that. I was like, had fourteen units for nine seventy five. Yeah, 
Jeez. So, I mean, just a ridiculous price, you know, like number one, high rent, number two, high price, you mm-hmm. know, like, and so, you know, it, it <clears throat> you know, like this phrase here, without people, land has a little value, you know, so the people are going, you know, Cordova is another example. You go up and down Germantown Road, it's thriving. A lot I'm of gonna stuff I'm going to tell you this, on. that was, how old was I? I was in junior high school, I think, mm-hmm. which was, you know, it's not too many years ago, 10 or 12 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> no, I was wish. the corner, right. The corner <laughs> of, <laughs> everybody gets a <laughs> kick. Uh, the corner of Stage Road, which is 64, and Germantown Parkway were a two-lane blinking light. Right. And that place right now is a zoo. Yeah. I mean, and then you take a ride on Germantown Road, which was heading south on Germantown Road, and there wasn't anything for miles. Mm-hmm. Now it is constant strip centers and area. So, yeah, Cordova to me is something that is still even growing to this day. And then you got, you know, Arlington, Lakeland, Oakland, Rossville, all that stuff's really. Fayette County's growing. It's growing. Yeah. And so, you know, the prices are going up. Used to you could buy a $100,000 house out there. Now they're two, three plus, you know, two, three hundred plus. So I'll tell you this builders that are building out in Fayette County now, you can't even get anything under 400 grand. Yeah. They just, you can't get anything for under that amount. Now they'll eventually have some, some, lower end housing than that but man you can't get anything for under 400,000 out there yeah and it I mean we're seeing the same thing in Tipton County you know we own some houses up there we manage up there as well and the people love to be on the outskirts of busy and so you (laughs) know that's a great little phrase outskirts of (laughs) busy busy. yeah so Mm -hmm. you see if you go up to Tipton in the morning it's real fast getting up there because everybody's coming this way that's right and and same thing uh, you know going out in the afternoon but um you know, we just had all our houses up there appraised. I mean, they've shot up. I, bet. I mean, just probably thirty and forty percent in the last since two thousand twelve. Really? So really strong, strong demand. So we can see some appreciation then on some of these outlying areas. Yes. We're not seeing any in the city. No, not I mean ten percent ish over yeah. the last two years. That's what kind of Wendy was showing us. Yeah. Um, but not significant. Not, yeah. Anyway, so and then you get into, you know, from Population, which kind of ties into demographics, you know, like mm-hmm. who is your audience in each area, you know, and and that's going to affect um, the prices. Is it is it the millennials? Is it the retired? Yeah, you know, military. I met a guy at Trader Joe's. He had all Georgia outfit on, so I had to give him a hard time being from Clemson. <laughs> sure, you know, yeah, he, uh, he's here for the military, you know. And so back in the day, Millington and that whole area, I mean. If you, that's a prime example of back in the day that was yeah. hot, mm-hmm. you know, built a ton of houses to support the military. And now, you know, it's something, but it's nothing. It's a it's a smidgen of what it was years and years ago, right? That Navy base has really grown, has helped Millington grow. I mean, the, the community out there and the, uh, I mean, and, and they're homeowners. And the, you yeah. know what I mean? They, they buy, um, and then they there's also a good mixture of tenants. I mean, I've had some clients that buy those uh, homes in Millington. They got uh, military tenants in there, and they treat the property really well. I mean, they don't mm-hmm. have any issues out of them. Yeah, so I, I really enjoy that, that Tipton uh, Tipton County growth. You know, and then you look at like Jackson demographics, like we just we mentioned earlier with the, you know, that central Jackson area. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you've start. I mean, I, I keep hearing you say it. Every time we talk about Jackson, I hear you say that area like that. It's that. It's a. It's a pocket between. 
So it's it's University of Memphis Lambeth mm-hmm. to Lane College and then South. Uh, what's the borderline down there? I can't think of it offhand. But in between in between the University of Memphis at Lambeth, that's in Jackson, Tennessee, and Lane College, anything in between there, and there's a ton of property over there. There's all kinds of uh, investment opportunities. We've got a triplex. Uh, you know, give you an example. We got a triplex that's occupied at sixteen hundred bucks that I can get for seventy five thousand right now. Hmm. That's crazy numbers. Good numbers. Crazy numbers, and it's and it's two blocks away from university. It'll constantly stay rented. So, but you know, in that pocket. The, the the statistical chance of getting a student is shoots way up. Absolutely. That's kind of the point of this kind of yes. conversation. Like, you know what kind of tenant you're going to get. Say, same thing on Midtown yep. or da- downtown, excuse me, downtown Memphis. Flip mm-hmm. that to downtown Memphis. You're probably going to get a young professional, Yep. you know, either a school teacher Yep. that's that's here for – there's a lot of that uh, new programs for teachers um, – you know, people here for uh, AutoZone, Service, Service Master. Master, those guys. So they're, they're going to love – they want to live downtown and go to the Close bars to the and restaurants, yep. walk to the office potentially, kind of a New York-type feel. Grizzlies, Redbirds. Yep. You got all kinds got, of stuff that's I happening. mean, you just, you know, have your little bubble down there and never leave downtown. It's amazing how downtown has transformed back from when the market crashed to where it is right now. I mean, yeah. condos and, and one and two bedroom places that are just selling as fast as they can get them built. And I remember in nine and 10 doing BPOs on stuff down there. And man, it was a ghost town. Yeah. I mean, there was vacant units all over the place. So yeah, it, it is the demand for downtown and the growth down there has is, is been incredible over the last couple of years. Can you think of anywhere in Memphis or Jackson that's kind of more for retired people? Can you like pinpoint an area and say, oh, okay, that's kind of. Mm. Not really, right? Not. I mean, we don't really have. There's that. a couple little communities in Desoto County, yeah. But I don't. As far as in the city of Memphis, where there's a growth area for retirement, I don't. I don't. I'm not aware of it. But you know, through this kind of exercise, I learned. You know, Census Bureau is a good good place to go check for this kind of data. Yeah. You know, for the demographics, the population size, population increase, decrease. Mm-hmm. So encourage our listeners to go there if they're looking for. Because there's some people that really want to understand that. You know, and and I get investors that want to understand all of it. Yeah. That crime, I mean, they do all kinds crime of crime report, school report. You know, good or bad, I never have focused a ton of my energy on that. I just knew where people were renting, and you just you you quickly learn the type of tenants you get in yeah. those certain areas, and then you start zigging and zagging. But um, another one with is just government regulations. You know, and I think from developers and developers builders. and builders, like mm-hmm. think about. We talk about Arlington, Lakeland, but then you go down the southeast side past Collierville. I mean, I think those builders are close to being at a halt unless there was a current – because the sewer line, there's a there's a battle between who's paying for <laughs> sewer and water to get out there, right? I mean – ton of that. You know where they built a new Collierville High School, right? Yeah. A yeah. ton of growth over there. I mean, there was nothing down there. Mm-hmm. That's south of Poplar, too, so there was nothing down there. Yeah. They built that hu- – I mean, have you been out there to see that? I've heard a ton of it looks like a little campus, like a oh, it's a university. university. Yeah, I mean it's it's a phenomenal. And then the old high school became the middle, the middle school. school, right? Yeah, which they, is a big deal. And they renovated it and did some yeah. other stuff to it to kind of clean it up. But yeah, so that Carville High, that, that that new area down there, um, the, the housing development's going is going nuts. And it, and I, you know, as long as rate and this is kind of off the investment path, but I mean it still shows growth. I mean as long as rates stay where they're at, we're still we're going to have demand for residential housing. Which, which yes. to me, 
if you want to translate that into investment, you know, there's an opportunity for maybe a multifamily, buy some land. I mean, there's some, there's different, you know, it, it opens up a wide range of opportunities for you. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, one thing that, that you see in Nashville, for example, or in Atlanta, you know, and I think you're going to start seeing this more and more in Memphis. I mean, you see it a little bit. That's why they did the 40 flyovers and all that stuff. Like if the city, you got to pay attention to the city keeping up with the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Are the highways, are the roads, the schools, the parks, is all that infrastructure keeping up with all the other great things that entrepreneurs and capitalism did to, does that make sense? Like, I think 269 has helped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to go, that goes below in the southeast kind of section of our, of our, so they built that area. early to help, to help prepare. circumvent that. And you got two or 385 that goes around there. And then all that area in between is still in develop. Yeah. Cause it was mainly, okay, well, we got our city. Now we got 385. Well, we can develop anywhere between there. Now it's just coming back out another layer to 269. And that's going to end up coming all the way back around up north. It's, yeah, it, it, to answer your question, I think that helps it. I mean, because I know down where I live, down in where that 269 is, there is, I mean, there is no, it's a feeding frenzy for houses. Hmm. My, my neighbors, I've got a neighbor, lives across the street. 3,200 square foot house, put his house on the market for 356 with for sale by owner. Three days, full price sold. And you live in the boonies. Le- oh, come on, man. I live in the <laughs> boonies. What, what is the closest store? Where the how men many, are men how, and the sheep are How scared. many literally miles <laughs> to your closest store? Closest, like Kroger? Yeah. Groceries. It, it takes me about 12 minutes to get to Kroger. 12 minutes. Yeah. That's oh, terrible, isn't it? <laughs> It's just awful. What are we going to do? Of course, I don't go, you know, so it doesn't really sure. matter to me. But it does take it's, – it's, it's a little 40-minute commute up here to the office. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, you're – you you are – you know, that demand is there for that product. So we got that dichotomy. People want to be in downtown and be yep. squeezed together and have this lifestyle. You choose to be out in the boonies. Yeah. Where you hear crickets at night and, you know, like we, – We name our crickets. You name your crickets. <laughs> it's uh, it is it's but I but I'll tell you it's not. Ten years ago, that was the sticks. Oh yeah, I mean that, that was literally the sticks. You can tell because you still got fields behind your oh, house. Yeah, there's, there's all kinds. They're called mm-hmm. kinds of woods and yeah. I mean, I'm joking with you, but you literally have woods and deer yes. and yes. all that stuff and that are all over the place. <laughs> um, but I guess uh, kind of going back to that government regulation, you know. The government, you just got to be careful and, and understand that from your local experts. Where are they planning on stepping in? Mm-hmm. You know, slow it down. Slow it down. I mean, I'd, I'd love, at some point, I want to talk about the the regulation they're trying to put in for landlords coming to Memphis. Have you heard I about that? S- I saw some posts about it yesterday. There were people getting hot on Facebook yeah, last I saw night. All that, I, I made the mistake of commenting on there well, and like you're involved. Oh, I'm now. involved now. <laughs> Email it to me. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh boy. All right. In- inflation. Yeah. Let's go back. Increasing prices as a result of the supply. Um the more money and the more credit, the you know, higher the these higher the inflation is gonna go. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you know, um the government that's why everybody keeps wondering what's going to happen next because we've been so interest rates have been the, the, you know, record lows. Yep. I mean, Doug's and I are in the process of a big refinance and just in the time that we've been in this process, because of the way the economy's gone, 
the interest rate's going down, you know, 0.3, During the process? During the process. That's Three fantastic. or four months. I mean, and when you're amortizing something on 15 plus years, I mean, that's... That can make a huge difference. That's, that's hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, you know? So mm-hmm. um, government's going to play a part in that. You know, interest rates, which, you know... Um, you know, the lower the interest rate, the easier the credit. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 the interest rates start going up, the prices. Ha- I mean, if you're in an investor area, the prices have to come down, and they will. And I saw an interesting number. So just so you know, like in part of our next segment when we talk about that that new proposal for you know landlords, mm-hmm. there's fifty percent, fifty six percent of housing in Memphis is rentals. So I have that number now. It's over and half. It's now. over half now. So that's including multifamily units. Yep. But the number of units that are out there, I think it's one hundred eighty thousand housing units, and fifty six percent of those are rentals. And it's and that hadn't. Do you think that's changed a ton? I mean, I think it's changed probably six percent ish, five six seven percent since the downturn because we did have more home ownership late two thousands. So it has moved, you know, but we've always been a quote-unquote 50-50 city, mm-hmm. you know, close to it. So. And Wendy's coming on next week, so she'll give us some more information on that as well. You know, another thing that can affect our supplies, the cycles in the economy, you know, our jobs up or down. I saw a good statistic on Memphis, actually one of the top cities in the nation for job growth. You would See, not, that's important. Yeah. That, that's something It's right not now. much. It's like one point something percent. Yeah, but still. But it's a positive move. We've added a lot of jobs. So... You know, uh, interest rates have been good. Mm-hmm. You know, tariffs don't tariffs actually affect us. I don't know if you know this, but materials. Materials. You know, I've, I've, I mean, I, heard, I was going back and forth with our company, sister company, about air conditioning pricing, and they're saying that's been affected fifteen, twenty percent in some cases because of steel. You know, <laughs> that leads you down the path. Well, Trump's fighting China, and they own all the steel, buddy. They, they're they're the steel capital, right? I mean, of the world. So, in this battle. We as you know, consumers are paying <laughs> yep. for that, you know, for that difference. So, that tweet. So it's costing us, yeah, yeah. That tweet, that right. tweet's costing us twenty uh, percent on our air conditioning units. But Which, that's a but lot. That's, but somebody either we make less money on that rental rental investment, or pass it on. Got to pass it on to the rent. You know, so somebody's got to pay for it. Um, the other thing is taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, how your property taxes, your income taxes, mess. One of the reasons. Um, you know, there's a trade-off between Mississippi and Tennessee, specifically. Mississippi's got the state income tax, I right? It. I do pay it. And you pay that, which is what, 3%, 5%? Uh, uh, it's closer to 3 Three. It's not as much as you I mean, it's some, but, but it's not as much as we you pay. But we pay, in Memphis, we pay higher property. In Jackson, we pay more in property tax. That's right. So there's and a trade-off. sales tax. And sales tax, nine point. Two five percent here. What is it? I think it's seven and a quarter. What? Yeah. You go shopping down in Mississippi. People do. Oh no. I mean, that's why like, the Tanger outlets do. and oh man, all that stuff. That's so. why they put that there. Versus, I mean, I, there's a whole lot of reasons why people come down there to shop. You know, and you know, to wrap up this one, I mean, other factors, types of jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, are you a ten, you know, ten dollar an hour versus you know, hundred k a year? Yeah. What kind of jobs are in the area? You know, I think. Uh, Anything around that state line road, um, all those manufacturing and South Jackson, jobs. yeah, ton you know, of stuff over there. South Jackson, Central Central Jackson around the university, that's going to be more your you know 
blue collar or college student. So mm-hmm. they're going to be in that 10 to $20 an hour range. Mm-hmm. Get to North Jackson, get more of the white collar, you know, where you got accountants and, you know, uh, executives and those kind of things. So salary doctors, jobs. salary mm-hmm. jobs. So that's going to affect that housing, you know, that area. And that's, that's something that's hard to explain to somebody in California that's buying in Memphis sometimes is, how can one street change from one thing? Yeah, to one one, thing? one area be so close to another. I mean, you always hear my example of wearing. You know, where <laughs> you start out on the south side and you're at two million, and by the time you finish that street, you're, you're 15, two thousand. <laughs> Not two thousand, close. Yeah, Fifteen but, to twenty thousand. I know you're right. Um, crime. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. That's going to be a big factor. The schools. Um, when we talked about taxes, so property taxes too, because there's some areas where you can get out with just county taxes. So we have w- what's different here in some other places. We have a city and a county mm-hmm. tax, and you can buy some of these properties in some of these outlying areas with no city tax, and it, yeah, um, yeah, and it affects those numbers dramatically. Yeah, I mean, people love to buy it in the county mm-hmm. um, in Memphis because they like, avoid that, you know, especially. You avoid eleven hundred dollars. I mean, it's a hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. You know, you get out in some of those county taxes. Let's discuss and kind of shift gears a little bit to the secrets of of negotiations. I have, you know, I think we I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but I have I have some clients of mine, Dan, that um, they will just trust my experience in doing this. Just mm-hmm. we're pushing eighteen years now. I can't believe it. Um, and then I have some that for whatever reason. You know, that they want to drive the ship. They, you know, I, I mean, I have some guys that literally tell me what to say. Hmm. That typically doesn't come out exactly how they want it to. But, I mean, I have some people that say, well, go back to them and tell them this right here. And I'll do this, and I want yeah. to do this. Yeah, I do this. And I, just, I expect this. Yeah, you know, and I hear that, and I'm, thank goodness they don't have the, the information to the seller or the buyer because, you know, deals will crumble when people's emotions get too far involved with it. But talk, talk a little bit about, you know, when someone asks you about negotiation and of course I love your, and we can, we, we've talked about this a million times, but I love the, your price, my terms, my terms, uh, your price, my terms, your price. I, I love that when yeah. you, that's a one-on-one that that's, that's basically if you're dealing directly with the seller, mm-hmm. uh, you, of course you could, you could filter that through me to, to a, to another client, but talk a little bit about negotiating um, <clears throat> when it comes to some of these well, rental properties. I think, the whole premise behind it is, you know, a penny saved is a penny earned. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I, th- I saw I saw this um, quote, and I thought it was really good. You know, think about this: when you pay an extra, even just an extra dollar on that property, mm-hmm. that you actually had to earn a dollar thirty to spend the dollar. So there's, you know, yeah. You have to, you know, you have to work that extra time or that extra, say, a closing or whatever you do to earn that extra dollar that you're going to pay for whatever you're buying, plus the tax on it, if that makes sense. It does. So negotiation is a big deal for, I mean, to me, it's really for anything in life, not, you know, finding deals, negotiating deals, finding the, your best bang for your buck. Yeah. Now there's a, you know, uh, what I would call law of diminishing returns. You know, the more you, I mean, you could spend three weeks trying to save 50 bucks on a, a vehicle, for example. Yeah. Ugh. 
I mean, you know what I mean? Like, is it really worth? Thing on the planet. Yeah, I mean, is it worth it? Worth twenty hours of going to all these different dealerships for fifty bucks? No, no. But if you could say five thousand, I was I was about to say five hundred wouldn't even do it. I don't think five five grand. Of course, I mean that's worth bouncing around. So people got to understand, you know, number one, it's got to be a good deal. Yep. And number two, you know, it's got to be worth your time and investment from a high level. And so, why are you doing this? Is because Every dollar you save is a dollar you've kept to do something else. Yeah. So I like our notes here too when it talks about, you know, you've got to be great at negotiating or partner with someone who is. Yeah. You know, I I do agree that if you when I negotiate with someone and I'm buying a house for my portfolio, I try to find out what their what's their pain point and what's their agenda. You know, mm-hmm. like what's the what's their goal? Like what is, you know, what, why, why are you, I'm not necessarily looking for why are you selling? Cause no one's going to give you the true reason mm-hmm. and unless very rarely, I, I'd say eight times out of 10, you're not getting the real reason of why they're selling. Um, so you can ask it and find out what they tell you. Um, but I always like to find out is it, is it price that you're trying to capitalize on here? Are you in a hurry? Is this an emergency? You know, are you desperate? I, I try to just get a feel of what they what pushes their buttons in this mm-hmm. scenario. And it, and it really plays into bigger deals and, and it really plays into multi house deals. You know, if you're buying a house, a package of five, four, whatever, mm-hmm. um, to, to play into what they're looking for. Is it something to move quick? They don't want any pain. You know, they want this painless. Okay. Well then that's fine. I'll move quick, but we're going, we're going to dip that price down a little bit to help me move that fast. Or, right. Is it, hey, I'm trying to maximize the price. Let's take our time and negotiate this out and work both sides. You know, that's one thing that I try to do is just go figure out what what that person is looking for and what is their agenda. Yeah, and I think negotiation, the term negotiating has kind of a bad connotation. It's like mm-hmm. getting one over on you kind of concept. But <laughs> I think, you know, or you're trying to take advantage of somebody. And what, I'm, what we're trying to get through in this is like, no, it's not about taking advantage it's just about putting what you said, the right deal together. Yeah. So that the person you get something that's fair to you. Yep. You know, and then the person that you're negotiating with walks away and feels good about what just happened. I've always said this. And and, and to, it's the same thing as what you just said. It feels good. If I if I can get both sides of a of a transaction, meaning the buyer and the seller, to look at me at the end and go, uh, all right, let's just keep moving. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've done a good job for both sides. Mm. If I got one side that's heck yes, yeah, let's yeah. do this, right. and the other one's like, oh man, you both I, want you both want one want person both of them. Want, yeah, yeah, I want both sides to go. Oh man, you know what? Uh, All right, let's okay, do it. let's yeah. go. Then I feel like I've You've helped both. I've helped both. I've solved two problems right. here, and, and they both have you know gotten a little bit of what they want. You know, I think. Some of the examples that that I kind of came up with was, you know, from a negotiation standpoint, sellers, some will never be able to sell because they don't have the skills to get the buyer to commit. Yeah. Like you have something to sell, but you don't know how to negotiate to get that buyer to commit what you have to sell. Mm -hmm. You know, and I probably fall in that bucket. Because you're not finding out what their points are. Yeah. You don't know why they want your, you know. Yeah. Why do you want it? um, You know, landlords, they have vacant houses and some are, you know, have more vacant houses than others because they don't know how to get a tenant, you know, a tenant to commit to renting their house. You know, like 
how is it, what is it you can negotiate to get that tenant to want to rent your house or your apartment or whatever? That's right. Um, you know, a buyer, you know, they never buy anything because they can't get the potential seller to commit to selling. It's kind of the flip of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, so in summary, a success, success, successful negotiator tries to, you know, they don't try to win. They try to come to an agreement. I love what you said. Mm, okay. Right. You know, um, but if it's not solid and you don't have that, mm, okay, you don't have an agreement. You don't have a deal. You know, it's just if, if well, let me think about it. Does that make sense? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, I've heard it many you know, times. How many times you, let me think on that. Or let me get back to you next week. Holy cow, seven days. That just means we're not ready. We're not, you're not ready. You're not going to do it. I you're just trying to defray the, the potential conflict honest. and being yeah. honest and just brutal. <laughs> you know, we... We call that in the office, as you know, radical candor. <laughs> you know, I just had that conversation last night with uh, with somebody in the office. Just look, man, I saw an issue, and I'm bringing it to you straight. Otherwise, I'm gonna be, you know, flustering, you know, fretting about this issue. Probably digging deeper, you know, and put so just get it out. So anyway, I love um, the radical candor quote. That's yeah, it's a good term. Um, you know. I wrote down some examples of one-sided deals. Mm-hmm. You know, a salesman using an emotional agreement to get someone to buy the product. You know, like I don't know, the next best shampoo or the next the soap or um, that car that you've got to have because it's going to help you get the ladies. Or you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're playing on somebody's strings of emotion. Yeah, and that's not the right place to play in, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, it's slimy sales, man. Yeah, just you know, I think, especially in real estate. Think about that. If if you play that in real estate, once they settle down, you probably don't. You know, unless you got the signature right there, you know, you say I'm coming back tomorrow. We'll get everything, all the paperwork signed. If you played off their emotions only, versus logic, yeah, and and a win win, yeah, you're probably gonna get the door slammed in your face the next day, say, or they'll avoid you, which is what usually would happen. You know, like they just they just wouldn't meet. They wouldn't make your appointment. Yep. Or they won't answer the door or whatever because you played off the emotions versus. That's why car dealers are so tough mm-hmm. because they, they want you to sign now because they know the emotion of that car is with it. But if you leave the lot, you lose they know that, that They know that's gone. It's gone. You lose that yep. emotion. And you might either you take it back home and you don't buy or you go to another dealership and you do end up buying there. That's why they want you to sign right then. That is the complete opposite of how I treat, you know, by the way, I, property. I can't stand going to the dealership. It like, is the worst thing. I, may, I have my wife go, and then I'll come in after she's done all the emotional back and forth. I have no emotion because I haven't been involved in the whole process. Does that it sense? is like, the absolute because worst I know thing. I'm not good at this. Yeah. So I stay out of it to the end. I have no emotion. It's just economics to me. Yeah. Here's what we'll do, and get it done or not. You know, like <laughs> that's that's it is what it is. So, but then I always still feel like I walk away like I've gotten taking advantage of and I just can't see it. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're going, when you buy a car from a dealer, you're going to be taken advantage of. It's mm-hmm. just how bad, how bad. Yeah. There's several different ways you can phrase that. that are maybe not radio yeah. friendly, but you, you, you are going to be taken advantage of. It's just how bad, you know? And then I think you, f- you flip that, um, on the one side of the deal and a buyer, for example, a buyer negotiates with a builder, and he negotiates so well, and the builder doesn't recognize it till after you know it's all said and done. The dust settles for a second. They come back and re- revisit the numbers, 
and they've signed up to something that they can't make money. Yep. So who does that end up hurting? Yeah, so you say so I come to you, I go to try to you're you're the builder, I, I negotiate with you for ninety dollars a square foot, and then you go back and look at your numbers and it's like, man, it actually cost me, you know, eighty nine fifty or ninety dollars a square foot. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna try to do to build that house? Cheap. Cheap, cut corners, cheap labor, uh undocumented labor. You if know, you've got a builder that are, that's negotiating with you right now, he's the wrong builder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The right builders right now aren't negotiating at all. Yeah. Here's my product. To. Here's my cost. The demand's so high they don't have to. And if they are, it's because there, there's something else hidden that you're not aware of. I mean, you and I have seen people say that you're going to build or to build a house for them for 5000 bucks. Oh, we've got one in town that's doing it. That is insane. Oh, it's, there's no, oh man. I mean, I could go on about this person forever. There's no motivation to no get motivation. it done on time. There's no budget awareness. There's no nothing. No nothing. Yeah. Just First listen. time I heard of that, I was just like, that is just the craziest thing, thing. Scary. And there's somebody in town using him. Right. And they've had logjam of troubles. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. So um, be careful. <laughs> you know, and then what ends up going, you know, if you go into this kind of mindset where you're going to drive that builder down, for example, or that you know, that seller down, you know, if they feel like they've gotten taken advantage of, yep. then they're going to go the attorney route. And I can guarantee you from experience, the attorney route ain't cheap. <laughs> you know, like, so if you negotiate so hard, yeah, that you're like, man, I won, man. I, I, I suckered that guy or I did this, you know, yeah. I got the best deal ever. You know, once that other person realizes it, I mean, there's going to be, Claims of fraud or claims of, you know, just legal ramifications from it. You know, and and what people don't realize is that you can sue anybody for anything. So you're left holding the bag to try to get out of that. That's right. So just somebody filing an eviction on you alone, probably. I just had to throw out a number. It's it's a two to three thousand dollar just to respond and try to get it to a quick closure. That's you know, a bare minimum, I would think. Yeah, bare bare minimum. I'm mm-hmm. normally it's going to be ten thousand plus. Mm-hmm. So I threw principal out the window for that kind of stuff years That's ago. That's right. But, um, but yeah, I think so. Then you go. All right. So what is the goal? You know, you got you got you know you lose. We both lose. You lose and I lose, or you win and I lose, mm-hmm. or you win I lose, or we both win. Mm-hmm. And so I think the whole premise behind us having this conversation today is like, you've got to push towards the win-win, mm-hmm. you know, I think, or I lose, you win. I, I, I'm actually okay with that after kind of really thinking through this, you know, cause there's going to be some instances where, you know, um, I'm willing to lose if it helps you. Yeah. You know, from a, yeah. From a charitable standpoint or, you know, like I can still make money or I can still break even. Or I, there's going to be another way I there's can another make money way, down the like, road. Okay, that, that deal is going to lead to 20 more that I will make money on that yeah. is going to help you out. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did this with a contractor the other day. Just um, I'm in a pickle with a job. We're, we're you know, losing money on it. Mm-hmm. And he's got the the – the the end to the sub that I need to finish a job. 
And normally he would add a fee on top. Mm-hmm. So I called him up. I said, look, man, I got this nice East Memphis job. I'm just going to give it to you directly so you can add up another 15% to your markup because I'm taking myself out. I'm going to make a direct connection. Yep. I'm, I'm Instead of him being the sub for me in this job, he's just going to be the yeah. quote-unquote GC. Yeah. And so that was, you know, he loses, I win. But then, you know, I lose on that job with that next client. Does that make sense? And he wins. And he, he wins. He can, mm-hmm. So the sum total of that is win-win. Losers cancel out, and we both win. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, it's interesting that people will dodge that kind of question. But I just I just try to be candid and open. and It pays off for you in the long run. Yeah, just, hey, I mean, man, really here's does. where I am. I'm in a pickle, man. Can you help me out with this job? I, yeah. I cannot pour any more money into this, blah, blah, blah. Some people get so tra- wrapped up with, I got to win, I got to win, I got to win, I got to win. There's no yeah. way I can lose, you know. And he was happy because he knows the next job, if I give him direct, it's so much faster. He'll make more money just from the efficiency of it, yeah. of not having to go through me for all the questions and answers and yeah. waiting on me. And he's at the supply house and – Right, I've got to go talk to the owner, so he he recognizes that's a you know a potential. So questions to ask before you negotiate. Uh, what what are some of those high points we can hit before we go? You know, uh, from a real estate perspective, are you the person that can make the decision? That's yep. You know, I mean, I think that applies to anything, but once you get you know when you're trying to buy something, make sure that person actually owns it, yeah, or has the right to, you know, negotiate and sign for whatever you're trying to buy. I think uh, that's really important to radio stations. When they're selling, really, when they're yeah. selling airtime, they go to businesses and things, they, the first question they ask is, are you, the, are, or they should ask, is, are you the one that's going to make this decision? You know, I, I learned that from a, a guy that uh, we're talking to over in McKenzie, Tennessee, about some stuff, and he mm-hmm. he uh, used to run around with Sam Walton, Yeah, and he was like, man, you can't get, this is a good little tri- trick for the audience He's like, man, you can never get the purchasing guy on the phone, you know, or to answer or call you back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he would ask enough questions to find out who the actual decision maker was. He would send them a registered letter, letter to that decision maker and just highlight some quick bullets of why they should use him for whatever he was trying to do. He just wanted to get to that source quick. And registered mail, what do you think? When you get something in the mail that's registered, what do you... You open it. You open You You feel like, man, I better. Is IRS or I is better. This, is a lawsuit. Or <laughs> yeah, is this, right. Usually it's not, you're thinking it's not going to be good. Right. But then you open it up and it's like, oh, okay, this guy, you know. And he got more calls from that. Anyway, so I thought that was good. <laughs> um, you know, is it worth your time to pick, negotiate? I love pick your battles. Pick your battles, you know. Um, if it's not something you're going to win, then you might as well focus on something else. Yeah, why? Unless you're trying to, you know, get good at negotiating, you're wasting your time. You know, don't don't go into something that that you know that you're not going to win. You know, uh, an example would be somebody tries to buy a house that, you know, uh, you need to buy it for thirty, and they owe seventy thousand dollars. You know, you're unless not gonna you're win, willing to do, go get a short sale situation and hook them up with somebody else that some down six months down the road you might could come back to. It's just not worth you know, that time and effort, unless they have money somewhere else that they just got to get out of that. You got to find those kind of questions. You know, where's the end going to end up? Related to dealing with your wife, you're never going to get away with a seven-day guy's golf trip Mm -hmm. with kids. You're not just not going to happen. 
a two day, maybe you could win. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, pick your battles and what you're going to win. Yeah. Um, how likely will your negotiation affect your relationship with that person? That's big. You know, like that's big. Do you really want to tick off your best friend to buy those golf clubs you want? You know, or do you really want to tick off a, an important seller or an important buyer in our market mm-hmm. because you want to be a jerk about trying to win some battle that you're not going to win anyway? Yeah, and I think uh, I think agents miss this boat a lot. Yep. You know, I think they get so wrapped up in the transaction and have to make that money and get that thing to close. They they forego some of that relationship. Not everybody. I don't want to put a blanket absolute, but mm-hmm. people lose that that you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, another one is best time and place to go negotiate. You know, make sure you're ready. Have a plan. Don't try to wing it. You know. Do you want to meet at the person's house where, depending yeah. on the person, is it all distractions because there's kids running around everywhere? <laughs> or is Starbucks better? Or is it actually somewhere even more neutral that's, you know, I like to go, if I'm meeting with somebody that, that I'm mentoring or being mentored, you know, you're going to laugh, but like Napa Cafe pops in my mind as a somewhere to meet. Yeah, I'd rather go there than say a Buckley's lunchbox where everybody in town is there. Busy. It's so busy and it's so loud. That's not the best place to negotiate a deal. No, because you can't but, concentrate on it. But, you know, a small, you know, cafe, something like that, where mm-hmm. you can actually hear each other and mm-hmm. sit close to each other and just, you know, have a conversation. That's that's going to be a better place mm-hmm. to make something, um, you know. Uh, Avoid so, yeah. dealing with dishonest yeah. people. Absolutely. Uh, when a deal is good enough, you know, seal the deal. Don't get greedy. Uh, mm-hmm. if the seller is ready to sign that, that, that to me, I learned that in real estate a long time ago. Whenever you got somebody that says I'm ready to write an offer, don't, don't say nothing else. Mm. Don't, don't sell them on anything else. Mm. Okay, great. Okay. Let's write it up. I mean, I'm serious. Cause you'll oversell it at some point. You're, what else can you do? Okay. Yeah. You're, I mean, you got nowhere to go, but now your breath. Yeah. Hey, I'm ready to buy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been mid sentence before. I think I'm good. I'm ready. All right. Uh, never mind what I have to say. It doesn't matter if you're ready to go. Uh, great topics today, Dan. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed stuff. I enjoyed talking about Memphis and Jackson and some of the growth and, and where uh, where some of those areas are growing. And, and the art of negotiation, we could sit here for two weeks and talk about negotiating and going back and forth. Thank you guys for listening today and tuning in. You can find the show on our YouTube channel, uh, the Crest Core Real Estate Hour. We'll see you guys next Wednesday at 10 o'clock.